before we get started, I wanted to make y'all laugh a little bit. So childbirth is one crazy thing. It's a blessing, but it could be crazy. Um, my daughter, Janelle, uh, it took almost a day and a half to have her, but they um, induced my labor early, and I went from four centimeters to 10 in 10 minutes. So one side was nine centimeters, and one side was 10. So uh, something right. <laughs> but, um, and then with my son, he was three uh, weeks early, and I walked to the hospital to have him, because uh, I was like, today, you're coming out. <laughs> um, but anyways, um, I'd like to welcome y'all over here. Thank you so much for coming. Um, this event uh, was set up. Um, to bring the mothers together and uh, break the barrier between single mothers and mothers with partners that contribute with children. Because now, uh, nowadays we have uh, stereotypes, all types, and we tend to uh, judge each other a lot, especially on social media. Whether it's real or fake, words do hurt. And so I'm hoping this will unite us and uh, find a way to work together instead of against each other. Um, and communicate. So, um, to get started, I wanted to, um, at first, I was trying to find statistics online, right? But then I figured, what, where are the real live women here? And um, who better to tell us about ourselves than us, instead of computers and, you know, companies, corporate, America. So, um, with that being said, I did ask uh, mothers whether uh, if they had something to discuss that's important to them with other mothers, if they could, what would it be? So um, we're going to discuss three topics. Uh, the first one being self-care. So um, a lot of times, as mothers, we do our duty and take care of our children, and we work, and um, take care of home, and um, it's multitasking, which we're really good at, um, but there are times when we become overwhelmed with all of it because it's just the routine, it's over and over and over again, so um, I wanted to break that by uh, finding out what you guys do to self-care. What, what is self-care to you, and what, it, what do you use to... Um, that get down time for yourself. Um, and even if you know, some people have a hard time with like babysitters nowadays because the generation that we live in, like back then, our parents had grandparents that were taking care of their, you know, children and stuff like that. It wasn't as stressful, but nowadays the families are, that's it. That's they're just them. Working. Right, and they're working. No, both parents are working. They're no more stay-at-home moms like that. So it's different. It's very different. Some people pay babysitters, you know, close friends in the area that you trust with your kids and just go take a walk. <laughs> go to the grocery store by yourself when, when it's quiet or, or just try to find something to do just for you or even if it's in the house with the kids. Like you, okay. you know, shut the door for a little bit. And uh, something I also, um, journaling. Do y'all mm -hmm. like... Like the, yeah, right? Yeah. Because, uh, see, I just discovered, I used to have a journal when I was younger, but that, that's different. Now it's a whole new world, right? So, um, 
writing every day your feelings, whether it's frustration or happiness or sadness or counting your blessings, that stuff really helps when you write it down because it's kind of like you're writing your own story in a book, right? And so um, you could reflect on it and you can go back and you could be like, um, so, okay, well, maybe, I don't know why I was this upset or why, you know, why this didn't go right for me this day, but today's a new day. How can I better myself? Because if, you know, we have to better ourselves in order to be role models for our children. Because, like, our, our children are getting lost in this world of media, and they're getting sucked into it. And, it's, and I see it more times than I can count on my fingers, and it, it, it's... We're at this point where we're like, uh, how our great-grandparents were and our grandmothers and grandfathers are like this generation, and we're shaking our head. But instead, we need to, you know, talk to them too. That it, journaling helps us express. And when we can express, we'll be more open with our kids too. Um, because we tend to be too shy and like, you know, oh, we don't want to, that's a touchy subject. But no, who better to talk to than our children, you know? Um, but yeah, I wanted to read a poem real quick before we touch on the other uh, subjects. Um, it is called Household Full of Single Mothers. Outsiders consider us the common denominator. To top it off, we outnumber our sons, making them the fraction that can never be simplified. Our cries synchronize from different rooms the only form of therapy we can afford. Tears are our secret weapon. In the dark, they mark our pillows silently. By light, there's no trace of them. The plaster smile on our face may fool the world except for the one we live in. Pain seeps through our flesh every time fault-finding tongues curse the future we have yet to reach. The obstacles that this life dumps over us are hard enough. We don't need your two cents because it makes sense to you. Matter of fact, scratch that. Keep throwing your two cents our way. We will save them for rainy days to regenerate our inner strength and make better days out of what we have. It takes a village to raise a child. That's why we stick together in a household full of single mothers. So poetry for me is a form of journaling, in a sense, right? Um, but even though I was expressing about single mothers, I'm talking about mothers as a whole. Because even with partners, sometimes we still have to handle and hold the house down. And it gets, it gets overwhelming. <laughs> but um, so with the, the second topic uh, someone mentioned was co-parenting. Now, that's a touchy subject, right? Because we could be single mothers uh, for a while and then um, get with someone, and then the father or mother has another, you know, girlfriend or boyfriend, whatever it may be, and then you don't know how to handle that. Like, well, how do you deal with that? Because the child is the one that's going to suffer, or they're going to gain more love. So... What are ways you guys think um, we could work together to kind of like 
co-parent and coexist together and, and, and make the lives of our children light to this being a new situation to where you're not having that jealousy or envy because somebody else is coming to your child's life. But look at it in a different way. Look, look at it in a different aspect and see what it is for, for your child that is going to benefit for her or for him, who, you know, whatever you have. Do you think that um, you should, as the mother of the child, communicate with the significant other? I don't co-parent because, of course, um, I'm married in my household with my husband of all three of my children. But looking out, I would think that, you know, it would be very beneficial to communicate. However, I do see some situations where even if you communicate, it's still difficult mm -hmm. because they don't have an open mind and they'd rather not deal with the person or they don't want to, you know, they just want to do it their way or they just want to be like, you know, shut it down. I don't right. care. So many adults are still, they still need um, speaking to and, you know, they're still hurting and healing. So mm -hmm. then they're not um, grown in, out of their situation and then they have our children and they're seeing these things as, you know, the situation keeps on going. Mm -hmm. So it's very difficult, you know. Yeah, difficult because I am still new, still learning to, to this current situation. We both have our own person in our lives too. So in the beginning, I think that it was hard for me to be open to it because it was a communication between her, her and her father about bringing somebody new. And so it, it really is like you have to speak the child first about this new person, you know, see where, the, where they coming from. Do they, you know, how do they feel comfortable? That's the biggest thing. Do they feel comfortable around that person? Mm -hmm. You know, and not just because it's somebody other than my parent, but genuinely, if I had to leave you with this person, are you comfortable with that person? Mm -hmm. right. And then for for your child to be able to communicate with you about whatever is going on in in that home, not every, everything, because of course, you know, once once you're separated, that is that household, what they're doing in their household is separate. But when you have my child, I need to make sure that even. You know, it, it, with it being separate, I have to make sure that she's okay when, when she's there. So you're right. When the kids are being raised in two different households, they're two different, two different behaviors, mm -hmm. two different demeanors. I used to get him back, and I would have to like restructure what we had done because you know, when you go somewhere else, it may they may not be as disciplined, which they don't have to even. It's just if your morals are different. If the you know the respect that you have for other people is different, would you want your child to how how would you want your, your child to be in society? Period. And if you see that the other household is not you know doing this doing it, it doesn't even have to be the same way. Just doing it. Period. The way they talk to each other, the way they talk to the kids. Are you encouraging the children in one household, or are you cussing at them and calling them all types of names in the other one? So that's what that is. But I don't tell them how to run. You talk to your kids about it. How do you feel about that? Would you talk to your own kid like that? You know, when you become a parent. Simple questions just like that, and they'll be more open to talk to you about that, too. That's, you, you don't have to put your opinion on it or your influence. Just ask them how they feel about it. And they will tell you. They'll be like, I don't feel comfortable. I didn't like it when they said this and that. I would never tell them, no, you can't see your dad. But you, you have to be a better person than me as well. Whatever you see that I'm doing that you don't like, okay? I'm not perfect, neither is your dad. 
But whatever you you see, you need to do better than what we both are doing. That's all I can tell you to do. To do. I do have a question. So I find it difficult for myself. Is it some when it when you do get into a relationship? Do you um dis, okay? I know you discuss it with the children, right? Because you you want them, of course, to know. You don't want to bombard them with that. But do you um is it okay to that they have a right to speak on having, you know, you get in a relationship, or is that something like, y'all, okay, I'm letting you know that this is what it's going to be. Absolutely. With having three daughters, my husband just passed away in November. Thank you. So for something like that, for me being a mother, you know, just taking my time now, but of course when I go back out there, of course I would want to know how they feel. Because, you know, trying to, nobody could ever fulfill his steps as a father, mm -hmm. but having somebody that would be better to understand that their young ladies growing up having respect for themselves being taught by their mother mm -hmm. with the stronghold of their father. So to me, it's always good to let your children talk and explain to how they feel. Yeah. So that way, you know, they'll be able to be open with you and not feel like, oh, mom is got a friend or a boyfriend, and now, you know, she's going to be taken. Just let them know that. Nobody can ever take their place, mm -hmm. you know, but just having that openness to be open. Um, I did not like who my mom was with. <laughs> um, I mean, good thing came out with my brother. Um, he is wonderful, my little brother. But uh, there's so many parents now, and I think it has a lot to do with their maturity, mm -hmm. why they don't listen to their children. Because they're still seeking self-love. They're still seeking love from other people, you know. So they don't want to hear what you have to say about your stepdad or what you have to say about my boyfriend or vice versa, mm -hmm. you know, and then that, that hate and that hurt keeps on continuing, mm -hmm. you know, so as she was saying, I think it's so important, you know, and I did not like this uh, particular person because he, I felt he was and at a very young age, not good for my mom, but children, most of the time, even though they don't know how to express it, they know, you know, they'll, they get those vibes and they're like, mommy, I don't like him, mm -hmm. you know, and then if you sit down and speak with your children about it, and then you sit down, if adults would take the time in their relationship to truly get to know a person, mm -hmm. then they will have less problems yes. with themselves and with their children. Because mm -hmm. most of the time when there's a problem with their children, there's a problem with that relationship too, mm -hmm. you know. So I, I agree, it's very important, you know, to listen to your children. Not that they have the say so, but that it does have some small, um, it has a small hindrance whether you're going to go with it or not, there's mm -hmm. going to be a reason to why they're saying what they're saying. Yeah. Okay. Um, I do want to touch on the uh, a scenario where the father isn't in the picture. Um, so how, when you have sons, right? You know my poem, I said we outnumber our sons. Um, what do you guys think helps to, you know how they say like women cannot raise a man? Right, a boy to be a man. Right. Um, so, for me, I felt like back in the day, like our grandmothers or whatever, they stayed at home and they raised the children. The men kind of did the disciplinary stuff, but other than that, the, the women did everything. So now, in this day and age, how do we, because it, they're so sensitive. Everything makes them sad or, you know, because... I mean, they can't help it because of the way the media portrays everything. But as far as like 
if the father doesn't want to be in the picture or, or can't be in the picture because of like being in trouble or whatnot. How, what are activities or what are some ways to get you know, your children um, the father, fatherly um, support, I guess you could say, since the father isn't around? With men, it's different than women. You know, we're emotional creatures, so we need to, to, to feel and the touch and everything like that. Um, but for, for guys, it's, it's a presence, a male presence, positive or negative. But as a single mom, you got to be the one to, if you want that, that male presence to be there, what type, of, what type of influence would it have on your child? So, Jacob, we have church families. We have the, like, I take him to the barber shop, you know, all, all those places like that to where he can talk and get all that out. Because, you know, of course, not a man. There are things that women do not understand and, and vice versa, you know, with men. So I would never try to put myself in that position where I could say, oh, well, do this. No. Because like he's getting older, number one. He's past the nurturing phase. When, when your boy is past the nurturing phase, do your best to try to have some type of positive male influence, whether it is just taking them to, to the barbershop, like I said, or um, church community outreach, the big brother, big sister program, and all, all those other things. Counselors, male counselors at school, you know, let them know. It's all about, in relationships, period, communication. If the communication's not there, because you never want your kids to shut down and not be able to talk to you, even mm -hmm. to the point where they're older. You gotta be open-minded and be able to be willing to make adjustments specifically for them and their well-being only. Um, and then the other side of it too, I grew up with both of my parents in the household. And um, with my father being around, he worked two jobs to take care of the house, right? But even though he was present, I mean, it's the way that they were raised then. It's the fact that your, your mother talks to girls, right? To communicate about any and everything. But really, I believe that men need to contribute with talking about who to date, like, you know, what to expect from a man, what not to, um, just things that women can't, even if we're girls, right? So um, how, do we, how do we get them involved? That's, that's something I've, I've been fighting with, trying to figure out. Like, even for my father, he's a great man, and he's provided all these years, and he's, you know, still in the picture and everything. But, like, the quality time is kind of hard and it's not his fault it's just how they were raised yeah yeah i've come to find out that some men have it and some men don't um and even whether they've had uh, two in their household parents or they they've had one some of them uh, for instance my other brother he's similar to me because of our father not being in our life at a young age him at all um and me and him my other brother have separate different moms he also went in the direction I did, well, pick yourself up, let's go, we're going to do what we need to do to have a better life, whether he's here or not, type of situation. So he too got married early, had kids early, and is taking care of his family. So he's very active as a male. But not having that, uh, he had a stepfather in his life, you know. Um, I, I had a stepfather in my life, but I chose it because I wanted it to. Wanted to. So in saying that... Um, it's very hard. I don't think that you can necessarily have a male that is not able to do those things. If he doesn't provide it, he don't have it. He's never going to provide it. He's going to only give what he can and what he's always been giving. 
So there's other males that you may be able to encounter that you may have friendships or their cousins, uncles, you know, whatever. If they, they offer that love already, then hey, do you mind taking out um, such and such, you know, to the park? Or can we go to the park and go play ball? Things that he already does and he's gonna want to do. So if he's already willing, you're around men that are like that, you know, you pick and choose, you see who they are and you know how they interact with your son then that's a good time to say, can we set something up with the kids? Or can we send, set up some family time? Or something like that. Because with men, they think completely different. And what they don't have, they're not gonna put no extra time. There's no pulling. <laughs> unless they're ready to be like, you know what? This is what I wanna do. I wanna do this uh, exercise. I need four volunteers. ASAP. 
So my other two are with my niece out um, in the lobby. They're on the computer. And um, they are 12 and 13, we're on 13 and 14 this year. So we have some older ones. And then we have this little man who's going on five months. I told my husband, try that again. That's not going to happen again. So um, because we have children who need a vision. So with that being said, we homeschool as well. <laughs> so we homeschool our boys. They've been homeschooling for about, um, I think about eight years now. And um, that derived from my oldest son having a situation in which he was not focusing. He was six years old and his teacher was constantly getting annoyed that he was not focusing. She said he's not a problem child, he makes honor roll. She just don't know why she has to tell him a couple times to focus. Well, she's young, newly wed, 21 years old, and he's only six. So I'm asking her, what's the problem? He's six years old. If he's not, you know, disrupting class. Well, I found out through my husband's side of family that they're the same way. My husband would do it, but get in trouble. My mother-in-law said she would get up and be done and be like, you know, what are you doing? And disrupt class. So once I homeschooled and they wanted me to, uh, let me take this back a little bit. They wanted me to get him checked for ADHD. With that being said, um, they want to do the same thing for my sister. Please, when it comes to your children, know who they are. Not just know who they are, sit down and get to know them. Because just because the school system says something about your child does not mean it's always so. Agreed. Okay, it does not mean it's always so. They are not the same that they were for us. We had caring, teachers back in the day. We do not have so much of that too much now. And it does a lot to the children. And I will say, even though they asked me of that, I told them no. I was not going to do so. I did no research. My mom and my mother-in-law, they teach, they counsel. They did say, we see why they say that, but there's nothing wrong with him because he shows signs, but he's not. Once I went home to homeschool, I'm just trying to look at everybody. Once I went home to homeschool and I sat one-on-one -on -one with my kids, I noticed what they were talking about. But it took me to be one-on-one -on -one with him. And he increased and he got better. But he increased and he got better because he needed challenging. This boy can go on YouTube and say, Mom, I want to build a flash drive. I'm like, um, yeah, don't mess with the computer, just hold on, you know, <laughs> hold on. But I know I have to put him into things to challenge him. He needs challenging. But I tell him he comes from greatness. He got a mom and dad who is both very strong-willed and you're just very great. So please speak to your children and all that you do if you're an entrepreneur or whether you have a good hobby, whatever you're good at, build that out of your children. Um, give them options, selectives like they do in school. You don't know what they're good at, but if, if you're making them do something that they don't like, and I do this all the time, my kids hate it. They're about to, I have a, a, my best friend who does fat, Freddy's for Fashion Week. They're gonna be modeling for it. And even though one is all for it, and the other one's not, my whiz kid, I don't care. You're gonna learn how to deal with people. You're gonna learn this little area, and then later on if you don't wanna do it, that's fine. But at least I know I introduced something to you. And you just keep doing that with different things. So be involved in your children as much as you are involved in some people for yourself. As much as you're involved in your spouse or significant other or even at work. You know, you have to really focus on 
What am I going to do with my child? Now when it comes down to college, I'm teaching my boys, once you're done with homeschool, you're going to be able to make money for yourself. You're, to me, I'm not down in college for people. My sons, I don't want them to go to college. I want them to go to a trade school. I want them to go ahead and take some business classes. I want them to invest in something that we can financially, substantially touch with our income. And then if they decide to go ahead and make that move, because they have invested in it greatly, you got to think about credit, et cetera, and the mentality. Because be honest with yourself. How many of our parents are in school debt? And how many of those same parents have their own car and have their own home? Some of them, a lot of them don't. Both of my mothers are, my mother and my mother-in-law, are in school debt. And they're really smart women. But our grandparents should be helping us take care of our kids. They should be relaxing. They should be, you know, vacationing. They're still working very hard. And they've done so much for us. All that they know of, you know. And it requires so much. So when it comes down to my sons, I told them, you guys are going to learn HVAC, you know. I have a maintenance guide. You guys are going to learn barbering. You're going to learn a couple of different things that can build you an income. So if anything crashes in this, God forbid, government, you can go out and create an income off of things that people need. You get what I'm saying? So just be careful. Don't rely on the school system for everything. Remember, it is free for a reason. Okay? And um, just challenge your mind. Build yourself up as women. Build yourself up. So... This is why I'm into self-care. I'm into nail care. We practice on nail beauty. We are objective to nail care, period. We take care of your nails first. That is ultimate. That is number one. So you have healthy nails. Underneath of that is the beauty. And that comes with, you can have nail enhancements. You can have the bling. We do all of that. Okay, we do the, the birthday packages. I'm not trying to sell myself, but we do this because we have young girls and also, I mean, all types of minorities, you know, all types of melanin. We have young girls coming in saying, oh my goodness, I want to be a nail tech. I want to do what you're doing. Why? Because they see it. If they don't see it in our cultures, they're not going to think it's average, you know? So when they see that, and then they see people who I affiliate with, you're a fashion designer. I want to be a fashion designer, you know? Um, I want to do this. I want to do that. They don't know that it's obtainable because they don't see it if they're not around it. And it's very important in, the, in your surrounding area to be able to portray and view and let people see what you're doing so that these kids can know that it's reachable. You know, um, one thing my mom always told me was, you can do anything you want to do, and you can be anything you want to be. And I said, okay, mom, I know I could do it. But guess what? I didn't see nobody in my family financially show me that. I was like, okay, mom, so I graduated with an advanced studies diploma. What do I do? I'm going to college and high school. How do I make this money? You're telling me. How? You're not doing it. Uh, I have one uncle who's doing it. He's distant. I don't have any family members to show me how to really sustain this money. How do I not go in debt in my account? How do I stop withdrawing my account? How, how, how? I don't know. I don't know. Well, guess what? So I made it a point to show my family I know. And guess what? I have family members now 
studying, wanting to do nails with me. Why? I'm tired of the family curse. I want to learn. I want to get out, you know. So we should be able to build ourselves. Even if you don't want to own something, you should be able to build yourself to just study. We have YouTube. Not everything is true on there, but there's a lot you can learn. We have Google. Not everything is true on there, but there's a lot you can learn. If you just keep researching and studying, because that's actually easier than reading the book these days. <laughs> if you keep researching and studying, you're going to find something. And it starts off with your hands. What are you good at? Even if it's a mental thing, even if it's a physical thing, what are you good at? You can most likely make that into an income for yourself. It can start as a hobby on the side. That alone, when you find something you're passionate about, it's going to help your self-esteem. When that helps your self-esteem and you start to build that into something a little bit more, it's going to help you with your household. You're going to feel better about yourself. So now going backwards into that, I was a stay-at-home mom. My husband was making all this money, and we had two vacations a year. I was taking care of the other two babies at home. This one was not even thought about. Um, we had a, a, our first home out in the country, and life was good, but all I did was take care of my husband and my kids. I felt like I had no other purpose. Like, what else am I good at? I have all these other traits. You know, I know I take care of my own toes. I don't go to the nail salon. I do my own hair. Uh, what else am I good at? So then I was like, okay, I want to go back to work. I told my husband I want to go back to work. Um, I worked at Walmart part-time. They were about to hire me three, four months for management. And they was like, since we can't do it, it's really supposed to be six months. You know, we got to wait till then. I'm like, okay. And it never fails. About six, seven months, my husband begged, can you please come home? Why? Because when he's home with these jokers, he's tired. <laughs> he's tired. And then he'd rather go ahead and go to work, too. Why? He's used to it. And what did he see? Grandma and Grandpa. Grandma took care of everything. Grandpa just worked. He ate, and he went to sleep, and he worked. You know? So I was. I was cooking every day a new meal. That's the type of life that I had. And there was nothing wrong with it at that time. I learned a lot. Because at that time, while I was by myself, it's another thing. Learn who you are, okay? If you ever get to a point where you're by yourself and the little ladies, when you are by yourself, it's a good time to reflect on what you like, what you don't like, who are you, what are you going to do about this situation, what are you going to do about that situation, how are you going to progress in life, okay? It's always a learning situation. Every time I'm out, my boys, I'm teaching them. They're like, Mom, we're not in school. They don't even tell me anymore because I tell them everything. We're learning. It don't matter. We're going to talk about it. Say that. Tell, tell them we're we're going to talk about it. It's important. It's important. We're going to talk about it. There's nothing wrong with always talking about it. My kids know. I say, knowledge is what? Knowledge is power, right? Knowledge is key. What you don't know, what you don't understand can hurt you. It's very important. When you have knowledge, no one can take it from you. Okay? So all that you bring in is important. It's very important. And there's always many things to obtain. Always. So with that being said, after Walmart, my husband had brought me back home. Mind you, I was off for some years. Then I said, okay, Hellsburg Diamonds. I was, I think, talking to my mother-in-law. She was getting a ring, and the lady in there was like, you know your stuff. You might not know everything, but you know. What do you think about coming in with us? I'm like, okay, talk to my husband. He said, okay. I went to work at Hellsburg Diamonds. 
helping people in their special occasions and you know engagements and weddings is always the bomb, right? Work there, they were about to make me management and give me the keys. Y'all know what that means, right? What are we about to do? Hey, come home. Oh, boo, can you please come home? He misses me again. I'm like, okay, now you chopping up my resume. I'm not gonna be, I don't have a consistency where I was working at one job for three years, now it looks like I'm always leaving. That don't look good. So I said, okay, if I come home, you have got to not go back and forth with me. We got to stop this. So he's like, okay. Okay, if things get stressful, we got to just bite it and budget. It's all good. Okay. I said, okay. So I went home and I said, you know what, no. I need something purposeful because that was my outlet. I would get out for a little bit. Hi, I'm extra happy. They probably like, what's wrong with her? I'm out of my house, you know. But in that being said, I had to find purpose. So then I went into Zumba instructing. I did that for only three months. Do you know why? Because we moved to Atlanta. My husband had took his job. He did so good with that job. They cut him a huge check. We was getting a house built in Atlanta. We was gone. And I'm like, I'm doing so good. People coming in. I'm helping them lose weight. I'm dancing circles around people. They burning more than 1,000 calories, you know? So I said, okay. Went down there. All the sisters in the gym's doing Zumba. So what does that leave me? No Zumba instructing. They already doing what I was doing here. That's not being done much. So I said, okay. So then my mother-in-law says a couple things to the right person at the right time. She was running them out. Talk about... Uh, my daughter-in-law, she does eyebrows, she does pedicures, and I'm like, Mom, this is just a hobby. Excuse me, ma'am, I'm not licensed, da 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 She's like, you know what, it's okay, come to the salon. I'm like, excuse me, what? Let's try it, come to the salon. I'm like, okay, we tried it, tried it for two months, and she said, you're really good, but there's certain things that you can't do with certain things that you have to learn with being a nail technician, because she was a full cosmetologist. I said, okay. She said, I really want you to go to school. I said, you know, lady, I have some money, but that was not in my budget. So I don't know about that. She said, okay, well, if you decide to do so, I have to let you go. If you decide to do so, please come back to me. She saw my potential. And the funny thing about it was I dreamt about her before I moved there without even knowing it. So I thought about that thing, and I said, you know what? I researched some schools. I said, babe, I want to go visit some schools. And he said, so you want to do this? Mind you, we've had a couple of businesses. I'm like, yes, I think I want to do this. I'm really, I'm really serious. I want to do this. So he said, you want to be a nail technician? I said, yeah. Come on. Come on with it. Are you going to cut me the check or what? You know? And he did. He paid for my schooling. And I went. I was supposed to go for uh, nine and a half months. Goodbye. That school, I was like, I'm out. I went for five and a half months. The last two months I went from open to close. And I did so only because I paid in cash. If I would have paid financial aid, I would have been stuck with them jokes. No. But um, the school was a little ran down, but I had the best thing was my teacher. God sent me a wonderful teacher. She was from Vietnam. She was Caucasian and Vietnamese, and I will fight for that lady. That is my homie. I promise you. And she taught me so much. I just had some questions. I'm like, you know, I always thought nails did this and did that. I thought they, you know, damaged your nails, acrylic damaged your nails. She says, no, it's the nail technician. It's how you found, do your foundation. It's how you prep your work. Oh, okay. And she was like, first month, she was like, you know, you have it. You are really good with this. 
Another thing, I had dreams before I went to school. So I had a dream that there were some girls that were trying to steer me the wrong way. And then I had a dream that I graduated and I was going, bringing a little like tote. I'm going through an overpass and I got the light and I, I saw the light and I graduated. And both of those things happened. So I had some girls in there that was in there before me and they were very jealous. And it was like, what are you, some undercover nail technician? What you working here for? I was like, girl, bye. This is not high school. Let me do what I do and you do what you do. You know, go about your business. You got words? We can talk. Leave me alone. This is not high school. So I was in and out. And then that last thing, when it came, I got nervous to that state board. I parked in that parking garage and I started walking and I saw that overpass. I turned around and said, oh my God, this is it. I'm about to graduate, y'all. I'm about to graduate. And I did. I graduated with A's. I graduated with A's. And I was like, okay. So that was the first thing. I'm not going to make this too long. So throughout school, my husband went through being hospitalized. All these things were coming to me to try to get me to stop school. And I said, no, I'm going to finish. He was even trying to move back to Virginia while I was in school. Nope, I got to finish. I just got to keep pushing him a little longer, a little longer. With that being said, in high school, excuse me, in uh, nail school, I had uh, one of the girls who had graduated started a salon. She came back to the teacher and said, I want her to come work for me. In school, I'm in nail school, and she wants me to come work at her salon that she's about to open. And my teacher said, it's a good opportunity. You'll learn some things. And I did it for a little bit. Then right out of school, I said, you know, I want to be a freelance nail artist. That is when you go and do things outside of a nail salon and you work with celebrities. And I did it. I did it. I worked with some individuals down in Atlanta. I was working behind scenes. And I was working with models. And I was working with some celebrities and did a couple video shoots and photo shoots. And I was also in the salon after that in Atlanta with some of the hairstylists and makeup artists that I had connected with. So my family and friends up here was watching, which helped me to move forward when I moved up here to move quicker. You know. But all that was since 2014. Okay. So if you look me up, we do have a lot going on on our page just because uh, we popping in the area. I have a lot of other nail technicians mad at me right now because we're taking a lot of people. But um, put your mind to it. Whatever you can do, ladies, whatever you can do, it starts in your relationships. Sit down and buckle down. Is this guy for me? You know, is my situation right? Get your mind together. Usah, feel good about who you are. Learn who you are first. Self-care. If you're dealing with the co-parenting, it still comes with self-care. Whatever you're doing, it comes with self-care. Reevaluate what's going on with you. You know, and get your heart right so you can have purpose in life and find what your purpose is. It will make a difference when it comes to your children. And it'll make a difference when it comes to your relationship. Because I promise you, if my husband walked through these doors right now, y'all would know who he is because he is my number one fan. I promise you. And we've been rocking hard for 15 years. So, I appreciate y'all talking to me. because we do appointment only just so we don't get bombarded. Yeah, here's some of your work.
we can get one. I'm a girl. We have business cards up here. Can we get a visual? Oh, sure. Just a visual. Give the CC another round of applause.
With that being said, I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day, and I love you all. Thank you so much. What's your name? Sheila Ferguson. Sheila, do, how did you enjoy the uh, the event today? My daughter is best friends with Kim. They talk every day. Who is that? Oh, Samara, you're the mini Kelly. I call you the mini Kelly, which is me. Nice to meet you, honey. All right. Oh. So did you enjoy the event today? Did I did. You? It was beautiful. Um, Samara kept saying, Mama, are we going to go? I was like, I'm going to try. So um, it was a blessing. Okay. And I'm hoping to talk more with um, Janelle's mom about you know, getting with her on different things. Um, I want to start an outreach for women. Okay. So to me, she's very inspiring. And I didn't know she was doing all this stuff. When you say an outreach for women, do you mean women that are being abused or like homeless women, like or just women in general? Working mothers, single mothers, um, mothers that um, just forgot about themselves, like kind of like what she's doing. Okay. So, okay. but on a different level of like, for instance, we always look for the men to. Um, tell us who we are. Right. But we want to be beautiful for just the men, but it starts with us. Right. So for me, I want to kind of sit down and talk with the women to see kind of things that they want to do for themselves. Okay. But also have the kids involved for like Mother Daughter Day. Okay. Um, and so it's just a lot of different stuff that I would like to do to um, open up to the different women out here today to see, you know, what more, what are they looking for out of their life? What steps they want to take? and learn from them from being a mother who just lost my husband. Okay. Um, everything was always about the kids and my husband. And okay. now that he's passed, it made me open up to living for me, where it starts with me to be better for our girls. Okay. So um, I'm just ready to um, be a blessing and be blessed by the others as well. So, well, we're looking forward to your events as well. And thank you so much for coming, okay? Okay, state your name for me. Cece Harris. Okay, how did you enjoy the event today? I loved it. I think that this is going to be something involved in very big. All women needed. I'm not a big crier. I don't cry for much. I could count how many times I cried and I wanted to cry. Very heartfelt. Um, like I said, the women everywhere is here this message that could hear. And her friends and followers and loved ones are doing. You guys are awesome and I appreciate you guys so much. Wonderful. Thank you so much for coming, okay? Thank you. All right. Okay, state your name for me. Danae Bryant. Danae, how did you like the event today? I absolutely adored it. Um, been a friend of the deal for a really long time. We have these conversations, and I'm just happy to see that everything came to life. Good, good. It was a blessing to watch. Good. We just want to say thank you for coming, and we look forward to seeing you at the next one, okay? Yes. Okay. State your name for me. My name is Patricia. Patricia. <laughs> how did you enjoy the event today, Patricia? I loved it. I thought that everything came together very nice. Good, good. <laughs> Um, we look forward to seeing you at the next one, and we want to thank you so much for coming, okay? Thank you. All right. State your name for me. My name is Karen. Karen, how did you like the event today? You did? Okay. Good, good. We're very glad that you came, and we look forward to seeing you at the next one, okay? All right.